Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News. Last night was the fantasy suite for Zach Shellcross's season, and it is messy, and we are going to discuss it extensively on this afternoon's Bachelor Rush Hour. Oh yeah, that's the fantasy groove we've got going on right there. Do me a favor. Don't forget to hit the uh, subscribe button, follow, like, skip it, slap it, do whatever you got to do. Write a review, if you could, of the podcast, Bachelor Rush Hour, top entertainment news podcast out there. And we are just so happy to have you guys on board. All right. If you're new to the channel, we take all the day's news, compile it together in this concise Rush Hour drive home. And we got a lot of news to get to. I'm going to introduce a new feature that I've been doing on all the live streams, which is play some of your voicemails. We have a voicemail number. I open the lineup for big time discussions when we have episodes last night, like last night. The Google voicemail number is 401-213-9828. That's 401-213-9828. You can call the voicemail number. I can't guarantee we'll play your voicemails, but I've got seven or six or seven good voicemails for you today uh, talking about what the hell went down last night with Zach on his fantasy suites. As we know, for the fastest recap ever, Zach said no sex in the fantasy suite rooms. And then he abided by that with Ariel. And then that did not happen with Gabby. And then he felt the need to tell Katie and the world after Gabby. And um, she felt like her trust was broken, amongst other things. So we're going to get into that story right now. Your thoughts, why Zach felt the need to tell the truth. There is some armchair diagnosis happening. Just remember, we are not trained professionals. We're just talking about a show we watch on TV. Keep out of the DMs of these characters because uh, they don't need it. And we're going to get into Gabby clapping back at some haters and which Bachelor alumni deleted their tweet, which might have been them thirsting for Ariel. So much to talk about. So little time. Let's go. It's The Rush. And as always, I'm recording Bachelor Rush Hour podcast while live streaming. That's right. Two birds, one stone here with the Patreon community. So if you want behind the scenes content and see how we put this all together, go to patreon.com slash Dave Neal. All right. What I want to do first is share one of the final scenes of last night. I'm just going to play the whole scene uh, because it's fascinating. This is the scene where Katie, where we wonder if Katie hooked up with Zach. We don't know for sure what went down, but here's Katie telling Gabby that she knows that Gabby Got it in. Okay, here it is. I know. She said, I know you were the only one. I feel like I'm wearing like an A on my chest. Gabby says, I feel like I'm wearing an A on my chest. Katie says, OMG, stop. Zach gives them both a hug. I would be in a much different state of mind. I'd be a lot happier and right now I feel like I am like I said wearing a big A on my chest like so that's the scene. And oh boy, let me tell you, Gabby, if you are suffering from anxiety after getting dealt this blow by Zach, you might want some gummies. Today's Bachelor Rush Hour podcast is sponsored by Microdose Gummies, incredible entry-level dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of good. Look, for me, you guys know this. It's not about getting toasted or high. It's about a good night's sleep. I like to melt into the pillow. That's all I need. Make content all day. Drink a lot of coffee. End of the night, edible. Go to bed. Microdose is available nationwide and to learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use our, our code 
Uh, Rush Hour to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found, as always, in the show description below. But again, don't forget, that's microdose.com, code Rush Hour. All right, let's get back into it. Gabby received a lot of hate last night and today. And uh, so so here, I'm going to read a couple of the tweets people left. Some said, it's Gabby's lack of respect for Zach's wishes not to have sex. And uh, this is a big debate. Most people seem to be on the side of Gabby's allowed to do with what she, with her body what she wants. Zach's an adult human male, and he's allowed to make decisions too, and he can uh, go back on, on his boundary that he said about no sex. Um, but uh, others are saying, well, Gabby took it as a challenge and we'll, we'll play some of your voicemails that'll discuss that uh but of course if, regardless of what went down there's no need to give gabby hate and we d- we have no idea what we do in this situation i mean gabby literally just made love she made love as the brooklyn way she did the old vermont uh, cheddar and uh yeah she gave the okay we could do all these uh, vermont metaphors here she gave ben her jerry i don't know does that make sense it doesn't matter it doesn't need to uh she she uh she uh she uh, bumped her bernie sanders okay not <laughs> boy you want socialism she gave it to him that night uh not so some some of the other comments not really feeling gabby to be honest like respect his choice to not have sex she's being weird and again just because they hooked up doesn't mean that he was like, no, Gabby, don't make me do this. No, come on. It takes two to tango, as they like to say. Zach set a clear boundary with Gabby, and she manipulated him out of it. She looks so proud of herself, too. She is shady, says Katie. Now, look, I don't think any of this is true whatsoever, but these are some of the opinions that are floating around. Someone even went so far as to comment on Gabby's Instagram and said, she deleting comments, tear, smile, frown face, or whatever, to which Gabby replied, replied, yes, I am, because I don't need negativity and hate on my page. It's so unnecessary and unkind. There is no reason to put others down. Get off my page if you don't like me. Yo, Gabby, we're coming here for snarky Gabby. Yeah, clap back. Gabby, your social media is your living room. You do with it as you see fit. And speaking of deleting comments, Andrew Spencer deleted this tweet, which said, Zach, a better man than me, to which Justin Glaze replied, listen, dot, dot, dot. And that is, and again, they got some hate, you know, people were torn on this, of course, you know, but people are like, ew, this is so gross, because clearly he's thirsting on Ariel. I'm in my, I mean, maybe it's not clear, but my assumption is Andrew's going, Zach's better than me. I would have taken that fantasy suite for all it's worth. And Justin Glaze going, listen, but um, I don't know. I mean, would people rather <laughs> Twitter not exist? I like I like uh, diving into the personalities of people. Like, look, this is what Andrew's thinking. He's thinking he wouldn't have held off on sex. Now, obviously, he you know not to not to beat a dead horse here, but uh, obviously there's an ounce of humor that he's giving. Who knows what he would actually do? Andrew's a, a kind guy. Maybe he uh, maybe he too would pull a Matt James and not have sex with anyone. What's funny though is that Zach you know, really started out from a, from a place of, um, moral fiber. And, uh, it turns out the fiber that he had was more H and M clothing quality, which is, uh, you know, will fall apart in a moment's notice. All right. So, you know, it's very interesting. The double standard that's set with Gabby, we're going to discuss it in a second. Uh, I tell you what, let's play a couple of voicemails and then we'll talk about the double standard that exists out there when it comes to women versus men 
in the bedroom. And it's complicated. There's tons of studies. They're all skewed. There's biases that exist. So it's very hard to talk about. But who to better discuss it than a straight white male like me? Now, who to better discuss it than our channel? This is what we do, guys. We find stories from the show and we make a social issue out of it. All right, let's listen to a few of your comments. Dan in Oregon, you're up next. Hey, Dave. This is Dan from Oregon. Um, you know, a little morning afterthoughts. Uh, Zach messed up big time. And I'm not quite sure he realized it, but I feel like um, by him deciding to state publicly on national television, he went into crisis mode and wanted to save face. And I think it may have been more out of self-interest and not love as far as, you know, protecting his image uh, by saying he, you know, didn't want to have sex. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. No sex. No thanks. Uh, and then that's why he had to proclaim, you know, out of self-interest, proclaiming that, you know, he, he basically shared his secrets with Kate. And, uh, yeah, I don't think it was a good look. Definitely not a good look. And if he really didn't want to have sex, why didn't he just stay out of the fantasy suites and forego? That's all. All right. Thanks, Dave. Bye. Thank you so much. And of course, and now what, another another question is if he didn't if he didn't want to have sex, why if he didn't want to burn his hand, why was he in the kitchen? You know what I mean? Uh, burn his hand being a uh, metaphor for you know getting it in. Um, and here's the deal: the fantasy suite's a good time to have a conversation without the microphones on. You talk a lot about your beliefs and this and that. By the way, someone left a comment right now, and they just said that Clayton Eckerd has. Uh, interesting thoughts on the show. So this is why I love to record this podcast so late in the day because I've recorded at about noon on the West Coast. So while everyone else already has their content up for the day, we are just continuously breaking news stories. So here, oh, and just and just for that, we'll do the breaking news button. We don't break this out too often, ladies and gentlemen. Clayton Eckerd, former Bachelor, in the last hour or so, released his thoughts on the episode last night. Let's go to it right now. Have a listen. Some thoughts on last night's episode. Uh, I watched the back half of it and a lot of things I see online I just felt like addressing I think it's important um, to just put this out there for you all to understand maybe the other side of the coin that's not often spoken about Um, with last night I know Zach made some actions said some things to the first point about uh, revealing what had occurred from with one woman to the other woman Um, you know there's this talk about he should have done it in privacy there is no privacy. All right. There's the only privacy is fancy suites before that. After that, there's zero privacy. You don't get off camera time. Um, so that can't happen. Then there's the discussion of, well, maybe you should wait until the show ends. Okay. That's fine. That's, that is a very real possibility. The danger in that, that a league can think of is that if you withhold that information, you go through the rest of the process, everyone's super happy. You go get engaged, you get engaged or whatever. It's a happy ending. And then all of a sudden you say, Hey, I got to tell you something off camera. They can either be say, hey, thank you so much for letting me know this. I'm really appreciative that you didn't say this on national television. Or they could say the reverse aspect, which which is, why didn't you tell me this sooner? Had you have told me this, I would have made different decisions and I wouldn't ultimately be here. This, you know, for something as big as an engagement, I wish you would have told me this because it would have affected my decision making ability. That is a very real concern that leads think about. That's why I think we both feel I can't speak for Zach, but that's why often we feel we need to tell it right now. I need to tell this person, then they can make their decision as opposed to withholding it, which to me is still a lie if you withhold the truth and then wait a couple weeks and then say, oh, hey, here's really what happened. 
Okay. That can really put someone in emotional turmoil when they realize, wait, you didn't tell me the full story until now. I would have liked to have known beforehand. The second point is that many people say that the lead should do a better job of not expressing their feelings to multiple people. Just stick with one. Totally get that. Okay. I was the biggest believer and I am not going to fall in love with multiple people. I kept saying that everyone was asking me on the show, would you, are you going to fall in love with multiple people? I said, absolutely not. That's going to be a train wreck if I do it. And then what happened is the women started to open up to me and they, I wasn't reciprocating. And then I started getting questioned. Well, I've expressed myself and yet I don't know how you're feeling and it's making me put up walls and rightfully so, right? People start to second guess. If I've expressed this a week or two ago and now you're still not expressing how you feel, well, maybe I should close myself off because I don't want to get hurt. I even had people come and tell me like, hey, I'm considering leaving. So this was the conundrum of if I keep withholding my emotions, I may end up losing somebody that I care about. Um, And so that's a really tough spot to be in. So oftentimes as a lead, you think, okay, well, either I continue to withhold to try to protect everybody, but I may lose someone or two people or three people. I found out after the show that almost seven women left, almost seven, because they didn't know where I was standing. Others almost left for other reasons, but <laughs> some of them were wondering where I was at. And the third part that I want to mention is that people say, well, okay, you should just fall for one person and not go for multiple people. Again, probably in hindsight, probably the best thing you can do. But unless you're someone that just knows right off the bat, which when you have 30 incredible women who are not slouches by any means, these are some of the women that are across the country that are beautiful, um, they're, they're inquisitive, they're super intelligent, funny, charming, they all have their different personalities. And so for you to be able to pick out one right off the bat, um, again, more power to you if you can do it. But most of us that get in a situation like something about this person, like something about this person, everyone's a little bit different. So you're like, what am I searching for? And what do I truly want in my life? It's easier said than done. Some people have done it. Kudos to them. But again, as the lead, it's just not that simple. And I think at the end of the day, as you all watch, just understand this, that we all know that the show is going to be end up being watched back. And so we're trying to do what's best for everybody, but it's not really a win-win. When you're dating multiple people, it's a foreign environment for all of us. We've never been in it before, so we have no experience to pull from. So how do you do it correctly? Everyone's trying it a little bit different ways. Only a few have found success, but with so many variables and different people and personalities, you just never know how to approach it. And all you can do is your best. So to wrap, did Zach do things perfectly? No, none of us ever do it, right? Like hardly any. There's time after time again, many of us have failed in that process, but just give him some grace is all I ask. He's trying his best. Okay. Did he do things the right way? No, I mean, not at all points. It's easier to look at it and go, why did you do that? But again, we don't know what, what's fully happening at all times. And you know what? It's just too hard to say this is what you should do. It's easy when you say it, sitting, watching it from a TV. It's another thing when emotions are involved and you say, well, you shouldn't do these things. But when emotions are attached, we act irrational. That is just how it is. And we all can relate to that. It's so easy to be rational when there's no emotional tie. Second, you get an emotional tie. Things are not cut and dry. And that's what we see. And that's it, folks. There's Clayton Eckerd right there offering his wisdom after his hellfire of a season. And let me tell you something. We love Clayton Eckerd. We really do. And he went through the ringer and back after he tried to navigate love. All right, let's navigate a couple more of these voicemails. We have some good ones. Let's go to them right now. Shelly's calling in from Florida. 
Hi, Dave. This is Shelly calling from Florida, where I live in the winter. I'm from eastern Canada. I didn't get a chance to call in last night on the live stream. It was amazing. I just wanted to point out something I don't think anyone said, which was I think Zach was influenced by Gabby's response to when he said there was going to be no sex for the week, when she responded that she probably wouldn't entertain an engagement from anyone she hadn't had sex with. So that's kind of interesting. And then possibly in the moment when they were in their entanglement, he thought he needed to go through with it so Gabby would still be in on the table and one in the running. Maybe he wasn't 100% sure who he would be choosing in the end. I absolutely love your shows, including Rush Hour and how you always take a great look at all angles of every everything we talk about. Good luck to Zach. Cheers. Oh, thank you so much. Shelly calling from Florida, where she lives in the winter, uh, abandons Eastern Canada in the the wintertime. Smart move there. And uh, yeah, so so basically what you're saying is uh, that maybe Gabby gave Zach an ultimatum. Maybe she said, if you don't let me get down on a knee, I'm not going to let you get down on a knee. Is that what you're trying to say? All right. Thank you so much for the call. Let's go to Brandy in Oregon. Hi, Dave. My name's Brandy. I'm calling from small town McMinnville, Oregon. I just wanted to say that I felt like Gabby, once uh, Zach said that he was not having sex, it was kind of like a challenge for her that she wanted to win. And I felt like she thought that would go in her favor in the end. And I feel like it did the complete opposite. And I, yeah, I think Zach give her and Katie the final rose because what kind of ass would he feel if he let Gabby go after sleeping with her? But I definitely think he's going to pick Katie, but we'll see how it goes. Thanks, Dave. Have a good day. Thank you so much, Brandy in Oregon. So yeah, we will see how it goes. I mean, maybe maybe he does, and maybe Gabby was the original choice, and maybe Gabby dumps him. We, we really don't know what's about to go down. There are spoilers in all directions. Uh, I've never been less sure of knowing what the ending's going to be. Oh, let's go to Cincinnati here, uh, home of Skyline Chili. Hi, this is Darlene Collin from Cincinnati. Um, first of all, Zach do not look 26. <laughs> he looked like he's in his 40s. And also, I think that uh, Katie, her date was crap. I mean, he had her in a swamp. Maybe didn't hit her her brain yet about her date. You cut But cut. her date was not good. And also, um, I think that he's going to end up with Katie because most likely when men do somebody wrong or whatever, sometimes he might have regrets. Even though he slept with Gabby, Gabby got issues. He oh, has little mental issues. But he would have been better off with, I think he would have been better off with Katie or Ariel. He didn't want to be bothered with Ariel because, you know, of her family and... <laughs> I, she, I think she would have been good for him, but it was her family. But anyway, Zach do not look twenty six. He looks older. I love thank that. You. I, I love that you had. You, I, first of all, thank you so much for the for the call, and feel free to call anytime. You, you had a great energy to you there. I don't know. I mean, look. Uh, to, to defend Gabby, I mean, we've all got mental issues. As, you know, we've all got mental issues that we're trying to work through. And when put into these scenarios, as our friend Dr. Diane Strakowski says, we're like tea. We find out um, what our flavor is when we're put into hot water. And, um, you know, hey, we all, you know, gosh, I would be a mess. I'd be crying every episode, let me tell you. 
Hey, Dave, this is Joyce from New Jersey. I'm just calling to say that, you know, after watching the show last night, I, I do have a lot of respect for Zach for wanting to be honest. But I also feel sorry for Katie that it did spoil their night. I think he should have just played it out and see how it went with Katie. Yeah, you know, and that's what Clayton says as well, is that, like, you, you got to appreciate the honesty here. Um and uh, there is no, there is no t- uh, quiet alone time to get those conversations out, and that's why the show does that. All right, our last voicemail. Hey, Dave, this is a uh, first-time caller, Rowan from Wisconsin, and um, I love your show. Thank you so much for it. Um, I have a slightly different perspective on the Zach thing. Um, as someone that suffers from OCD myself, there is a form of OCD called scrupulosity OCD. And it is sort of a preoccupation and obsession with doing the right thing and morals. And a lot of times the compulsion has to do with telling the truth, where you just can't hold it in because it eats you alive and you have to make things right and you've got to tell the truth. So there's a different perspective. I know a lot of people were giving Zach a lot of shit about this, but, you know, as someone that suffers from it, I just saw it through a completely different lens. Anyway, love your show. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much. So, all right, we like a new term, scrupulosity. That sounds like a made-up term, doesn't it? Scrupulosity disorder, an overview in introductory analysis. Scrupulosity is a psychological disorder primarily characterized by pathological guilt or obsession associated with moral or religious issues issues that is often accompanied by compulsive moral or religious observance and is highly distressing and maladaptive. This, uh, so anyway, that's interesting. And again, we are not here providing any sort of armchair diagnosis of Zach, but regardless of what the disorder is called, the idea that you have sex with Gabby and immediately you're like, I have to tell the world. Now, obviously, it's more complicated than that, as Clayton has uh, explained to us, but it's a fascinating fascinating dilemma that Zach put himself into. Let's not take any, any any energy out in blaming Gabby, because when you blame one person versus the other, it, it just exposes that the backlash can come from other biases that exist in this society that we're in. You know, I pulled from a journal, as you, li- as you know I like to do. I like to Google journals and um, see what, uh, what, what has been said by professionals. And we know this about the sort of, um, let's see, what, what do they call it here? They call it SDS, which is a sexual double standard. Women and men often are held to different standards of appropriate behavior. For example, women are penalized more than men for self-promoting behavior and for speaking in a direct and dominant manner. In addition, compared with women, men are penalized for passiveness and modest behavior. Such backlash effects, whereby men and women receive sanctions for violating social standards for the behavior, can have far-ranging negative consequences for individuals in society. Now, you could say the consequences for society in, in, in these circumstances is that we're almost training society to like not like what you know, uh, not, you know, Ga- oh, because because what we're seeing is people saying, oh, Gabby, she convinced him to have sex. She did this to him. She didn't respect his boundaries. And it's like, we're just forgetting the fact that it takes two to tango. The present analysis focuses on heterosexual double standards in which different sexual behaviors are expected of and valued for men and women. 
Traditionally, men and boys are expected to be sexually active, dominant, and the initiator of heterosexual activity, whereas women are expected to be sexually reactive, submissive, and passive. So, of course, this shows here slut-shaming is experienced by 50% of girls compared to only 20% of boys. That's a study by Hill and Curl in 2011. And all these studies are riddled with biases and, and whatnot. But I think we can all agree that women face this a problem more so than men and it's not a problem that necessarily means men are objectifying the women it's a societal problem most of our audience is women and all pretty much all the phone calls that have in one way or another been sort of blaming gabby have come from women and so it's an issue that we that we all have to uh, spend our time thinking about when we do think that Gabby was the aggressor here. It's like no, we don't. We don't. You know, for all we know, Zach. You know, Zach. What you know was an, an equal member of that uh, scenario. But anyway, I'd love to know what you guys think. Do me a favor, follow me on Instagram at Neils, and don't forget. Tons of stand-up shows. You can go catch all the info for that on Instagram. And also the Patreon has behind-the-scenes bonus content. Patreon.com slash Dave Neal. I'm posting my full stand-up set from this weekend on the Patreon if you want to go watch and support that. we It, it is probably the best way you can support the channel and help keep me growing is by making sure to uh, join the Patreon if possible. And um, a lot of other content, if you can't do that, just uh, give us a follow, a review, rate it, and share with your friends and your community. All right, well, that's going to be it for me. Until tomorrow, I've been Dave Neal. This was Bachelor Rush Hour. Bachelor Rush Hour.